all the way back in episode 37, I talked about hobby slumps. In episode 51, this episode, I'm talking about complete and utter burnout. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Orc Podcast. Is there a difference between slumps and burnouts? I think there is. I think a slump sort of indicates that it's a short-term thing or it's a, a mild thing. Whereas a burnout is where you're just completely done. Like you feel just like, nut. Nah, you know what? I don't have any energy for anything, let alone the hobby. Now I'm someone who prides myself on my energy and the amount of stuff I can cram into my life. What I mean by that is I believe that life is short. I've had experiences in my life to really show me that life can be fragile and life can be very, very short, unfortunately. So therefore, what it's um, instilled in me is this sense of, I wouldn't say urgency, but I'd say this need, I suppose, to put as much into my life as possible, share as much as possible, uh, be involved as much as possible, do as much as possible, like just live life. I mean, we all sort of say, oh, you gotta live life to the fullest. But in my personal opinion, well, hang on, my, my personal take on that, I should say, is that for me, it's about like creating time, <laughs> you know? You know how people say, make the time? Well, we've only got 24 hours in a day, um, but I think if I can squeeze as much into that day as possible, then it's a really good day. I really lived that day. It's things like I've mentioned before, it's easy to come home and, uh, you know, say good day to the kids and the wife and have some dinner, plunk yourself on the couch and watch TV. Now, as I said in episode 37, the Hobby Slumps episode, there's nothing wrong with that, nothing at all. Uh, but for me personally, I don't want to get stuck in that habit because I feel like life is slowly, <laughs> I was going to say ebbing away, that's wrong, isn't it? A slow, you know, like the clock's ticking, the clock's ticking. So I don't want regrets. I don't want to look back and go, wow, I spent a good third of my life on the couch. That's just me personally. There's nothing wrong with it. If that's uh, your particular lifestyle, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying personally for me, I need to do more and I need to, not just creatively, but I need to make sure I spend a good amount of time with the kids because that's very satisfying. Playing games with them, teaching them stuff, doing stuff with them, that's very, very satisfying for me. Uh, doing stuff with the wife, doing stuff with friends and, and other family members and all that kind of thing. Making sure I'm involved in my friends and family's lives as much as I can be, as much as they want me to be. But believe it or not, guys, I know some of you might struggle to believe this, but <laughs> I'm only human. I'm not a superhuman. So, <laughs> so I feel things just as much as everybody else. I get tired, I get down, I get into a slump. And you know what? Sometimes, very rarely, I must say, I feel completely and utterly burnt out. 
So this happened to me recently. I there was a, I won't go into too much detail, but there was there was a lot going on. My life is busy, which I've created it. I've I've designed it to be that way, which is fine, ninety nine percent of the time. But uh, throw in something else unexpectedly, and then it can really throw your schedule out, it can throw your routine, you can throw your equilibrium out completely. And that's basically what happened. So I just went, oh, you know what? I, I, I don't want to do anything. It was even a struggle to go to work, to be honest, but I did go to work. And I did, you know, I managed things. I didn't just curl up in a ball in my bedroom and go, go away world. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely a feeling of like, I'm just done at the moment with all my extra curriculum, I suppose. I just needed to, I don't know, have some space, have some, not space, I don't know what it was. I just needed to stop, I think. Needed to stop and yeah, spend some time on the couch just watching telly with the wife or the kids, you know, just to slow things down, I suppose. So I did, I just stopped. And during this time of reflection, I, uh, it got me thinking about burnouts. You know, when, when someone is just like what I was going through, and, and I know others go through it, where you just go, I'm done. I, I, I can't, I don't have the energy to think about anything, let alone the hobby. Like the hobby, for most of us, I think, not all of us, but for most of us, it is a recreational thing. It's something that we do for fun, of course. Um, it's something that we really throw ourselves into as well. Um, it's something that we kind of need in our lives as a bit of an escape. I even found myself starting to wonder if I'm doing too much and I need to remove some things from my life. And I don't mean family members or friends. <laughs> I mean some of the hobbies or some of the extracurriculum things I'm doing. Should I either slow down or completely remove such as this podcast for example and my other podcasts I started thinking is it too much uh, I you know should I just simplify my life too much but you know what the conclusion I get I came to is that I do these things for fun it's all about fun it's not work so if I'm feeling generally burnt out I shouldn't then start thinking I'll remove the things that are fun but at the same time I think it was the right decision to just have a week off, have a, excuse me, have some time where I'm just not thinking about podcasts and hobbies and and stuff like that. Does that make sense? So have no fear. If you're enjoying this this, uh, podcast of mine, um, it's going to keep going. All I'm saying is I just got to a point where I was like, what's the point of it all? (laughs) That sounds overly dramatic. But do you know what I mean, guys? Like it was just like, um, maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe I just need to go back to playing guitar in the evenings and that's it, you know? But I think that was my mood. That was that was um, dictating or preaching these things inside my brain and sort of going, slow down, mate. So really what it was is I just needed to stop, which is exactly what I did. But how did I get myself out of that burnout? That's probably the main thing I want to talk about. One thing about me that maybe some of you don't know is that I, which, why would you know, um, is that I don't really sleep that well. I might have mentioned it before, but I, I, I just don't. I just, I just have a very, very busy mind. When I go to bed, my body is knackered because I, I, my work is very physical. So I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. But for some reason, 
my mind just keeps going. I keep thinking about different projects I want to do. I keep thinking about stuff with the kids or something to do with work, my work schedule or something like that. Like my brain just doesn't stop. It just keeps going and going and going to the point of where I'm only getting, you know, some nights I'm only getting three or four hours sleep. And I've always sort of gone, well, I pride myself on minimal sleep, but that's not a good thing, is it? It's not a healthy thing. The realization that I finally had at 42 years old is that I need more sleep. I really do. And yes, it's fine to cram into my day as much as possible, uh, you know, things into my day as much as possible. But at the same time, I need to look after myself, my health, you know. So one of the things I started to think about during burnout, during my burnout, was how can I um, be healthier? How can I make sure I get that much needed sleep? So therefore, I've got the energy for the next day. I've got the energy to um, come come home after a busy day and still do some hobby or some podcast work or whatever the case may be. So one of the things I did is cut out coffee. Um, not completely though. <laughs> I definitely need my coffee in the morning. That's for damn sure. Um, I'm Yeah, I hate to say it, but I'm quite reliant on coffee to give me that perk first thing in the morning to get me through the day. Um, but I, I did find that I was having a few coffees through the day and I'd get home at four or five o'clock in the afternoon and have another coffee because that would give me an extra boost to see out the rest of the day. And when I say the rest of the day, I'm talking up until one, two o'clock in the morning. But then, of course, that meant I wasn't sleeping because I had the caffeine in my body. So now I've made the rule, and it's only, this is sort of the first step. I, I'll never cut out coffee completely, but this is the first step. I'm really trying to not have any coffee after 12. Now, I haven't stuck to that 100%, I've got to admit, um, but I'd say in the last seven days, there's been about two or three days where I've had coffee after 12 o'clock. Another thing I'm trying to do, but I am finding this more difficult than I expected, is hopping off devices like an hour before I go to bed. Now, I don't know, I find that tricky because I might be messaging people or I might be um, reading emails or I might be looking at Instagram or blog posts and looking at miniatures and looking on eBay. (laughs) You know how it goes. Um, I am finding that trickier than I expected. So that's something I need to work on a little bit harder because they do say that, you know, devices are stimulating your eyes and your brain and everything. So therefore it keeps you alert and awake more. So it is something I really want to work on, but yeah, yeah, not quite there yet with that one. I've taken to having a a cup of warm milk. Um, There's something in milk is it melatonin, melatonin, something like that, that apparently helps you feel a little bit sleepy. So I've taken, I've been doing that for a while, but then the trouble is like I'd have a coffee at eight, eight o'clock and then at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, I'm having the the warm milk. So I need to (laughs) cut out the coffee. Um, So yeah, that's a nice, I like warm milk. I actually am one of those weirdo people that actually like it when the warm milk gets a bit of a skin over it. So I can chew on that milky skin weird. So there you go, a few things I've tried to do to battle my sleeplessness. So hopefully I can get more sleep so that the next day means I've got more energy to still do lots of things, but maybe not have that need to cram so much in to the point of anxiety, you know, because that's just, that's just crazy times. Something else I did during 
the uh, the burnt out time <laughs> was watch a lot of documentaries. Um, I love documentaries, always have. Um, so I was watching documentaries on the Wild West, on, on uh, Napoleonic warfare, um, on sieges like Leningrad. And I guess uh, watching these things inspires me. So even though I was feeling like completely um, flat and not wanting to think about the hobby really or anything else, watching these things definitely like puts these seeds of uh, inspiration into my mind where I go, hmm, yeah, I should eventually do something Napoleonic or I, I'm, I really do need to make a start on that Wild West project. And it just stimulated my brain to the point of where I started thinking, yeah, I, I can't do anything right now, but this is what I wanna do soon. I also started to jot down ideas. So I've got a, <laughs> in my notes, I've got a long list of projects I want to do, but a lot of these are medium to big size projects like Rourke's Drift, for example, or Bolt Action. Um, so I just, I don't know, I just started to write almost like a brainstorming exercise where I just started to put down some notes of little things I'd like to achieve or do in the hobby. For, for example, experimenting more with contrast paints, um, getting better with basing. Um, what was another one? Um, oh, I'm practicing freehand more. So just these little things that are there that I always come up against when I'm doing the hobby. But yeah, I don't know, just gave me the burnt out time, gave me a chance to sort of um, think about the smaller bits and pieces in the hobby that I'd like to improve. I caught up on a lot of the blogs that I follow too, which was really nice because sometimes I'm so busy doing my thing that I, um, not neglect, I think that's a, that's too harsh a word, but I, I'm so busy doing my thing that I, I tend to forget about everybody else's thing. And that's not fair because I really, really do enjoy all the blogs that I follow. I love having a good read and a bit of a laugh, a bit of a banter or comment with them and stuff like that. And obviously looking at what, what work they've done too. And I find that inspirational. So the, the time I wasn't doing anything for myself was a really nice time to look at what everybody else is doing. Does that make sense? And it was inspirational, as I say. So that kind of slowly started to drag me out of the, the hole I was in. So it's really been a combination of several things that's dragged me back out of the burnout. And I don't know, when I look back, I think yeah, I can see why I got burnt out. I really can. And I'm not one to sort of play the violin and go, oh, poor me, because, you know, I really <laughs> I did it to myself. But I guess it's like a lesson learned that I can still achieve a lot in my life. I can still do a lot without, you know, overdoing it I suppose without grinding myself down to the bone like there is no rush as such especially when it comes to the hobby you know like I I don't have to build something in a certain time most of the time I've got the February project that I'm working on at the moment but that's okay because I started it in early January and I've got until the end of February that's okay but there's nothing I'm not trying to um, finish an, a huge army um, before a certain date for a massive you know competition or, or something like that so so really my time is my own I just need to I don't know schedule it better or you know make structure it better i guess 
and everything will be okay. And getting myself out of these burnouts um, was easier than I expected because I was honestly, guys, I'll be I'll be completely open with you. I was feeling really flat, really kind of just like I'm done, you know. <laughs> and I'm grateful that I managed to drag myself out of that because the hobby is so important to me. The, this podcast is important to me. I thoroughly enjoy it. I like the interaction with people. Um, I've, I've loved the interviews, all that kind of stuff. So, and the feedback has uh, generally <laughs> been been very positive. And I and I just have so much fun with it. So, rest assured, <laughs> it's going to keep going. And if I do get into that rut again, I'll just do take the steps I need to take to keep on keep it on. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. The hobby spotlight this week is on Battle Axe Craft. That's all one word on Instagram or just Google it and you'll find it. Absolutely brilliant, guys. He does lots of uh, vignettes and dioramas based in the Warhammer 40k world. Um, uses lots of foam, in like insulation foam, and it's just incredible stuff. Highly detailed, really, really well painted, extremely grim dark. Um, he's doing um, a set called the Cosmic Horror set where he's doing all these little dioramas that will eventually sort of all join up, I believe. Really, really cool stuff. Incredibly, um, there's a real horror <laughs> to his work, and I mean that in a good way. Um, the foam work is really cool, really detailed, highly detailed. Um, one he's working on recently is a um, inspired by Resident Evil and uh, the Doom movies, where he's got these like yeah mutant zombie dudes busting through like a um, an, an air vent or something, and he's done some sort of uh, explosion of bricks where they're sort of flying through the air uh, all done with this foam insulation foam stuff I believe and brilliant absolutely brilliant so go check him out on Instagram Battleaxe Craft Hey out there this is Mark A. Morin check out my Instagram page at Mark A. Morin 84 and if you really want some cool stuff check out my blog at markamorin.com I know you'll like it because you have impeccable and excellent taste because you're listening to the Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Stay tuned for more Madness from Hero. What have I been up to? Well, it's more chipping away on the treehouse for February. Um, for those of you that don't know, February is a challenge that um, Alex from Lead Balloonie over on WordPress on the blog on the blogosphere puts out every year and has done for the last few years and it's all about celebrating the female form or female miniatures I should say not the female form um, and it's great I love it I've been involved every single year and for the last so this is my th- oh, how do I say it so this year is the final part of a trilogy trilogy series that I've been doing and it's based on my three daughters um, set in a zombie apocalypse world the very first one I did um, was them on top of a Volkswagen Beetle car and they were you know battling uh, zombies that were crawling up the car trying to kill them Uh, (laughs) and they were winning 
let me just stress, they were winning, which is great, and they did win the battle, in my mind. And uh, then the second one last year was uh, the three girls again, um, and it was more of a, a deserty wasteland kind of setting. Um, one of the girls was driving a beat-up old, like, uh, New York yellow cab taxi. Um, there was a motorbike there, and there was also this um, really cool mech walker that one of the girls was um, controlling as well. And there was a pit, like a, a prison pit full of zombies. And the story behind that one was that it was some years after the first one. And uh, yeah, they were at a position, at a point where they were capturing the zombies to try and do like scientific experiments on them to see if they could turn them back into normal humans. The third one, the third installation on the, on the trilogy, the final um, submission is uh, again, some years forward from that point. And things are... A bit calmer you can sort of see that things are a bit more chill they're not on high alert but they're still alert not high alert but still alert there's still some guns around there's still some um, safety measures they put in place but generally it's a pretty chill time they live in a treehouse so they're still keeping themselves off the ground um, but you know they're also enjoying life and that's what this one's gonna be all about so what are we now? We're mid, nearly mid-February, and uh, I'm pleased to say I'm definitely on track, despite the, the burnout um, <laughs> for about a week there, where I didn't do too much. I did a little bit, but not too much, to be honest. Um, despite that, I'm, I'm definitely on track, and met the last weekend just gone, I managed to do a whole bunch of stuff, including building a rope ladder, a 135 scale rope ladder out of matchsticks and string, which was fiddly, but kind of fun. Um, I also painted up a little piano and uh, what else did I do? I did made some signs and stuff as well. So now I've got to add some, um, I've still got to do the actual miniatures of the girls and I'll also be included in this one as well as in Luke as an old man <laughs> on this one and also my wife will be in there. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a family setting in a zombie apocalypse world and I've got to tell you guys, I'm having so much fun with this one. Like it yeah especially when it comes to the detailing i've discovered that i i'm i am a bit of a details man i really didn't think i was at one point but i definitely enjoy it and it's almost like it's fun to look stand back and look at it and go what other minute details that possibly not many people will see can i add <laughs> and yeah and it's it's just been a whole lot of fun That's it for episode 51, guys. Thank you very, very much for listening, supporting, commenting, emailing, getting involved, and just listening. I really, really, really do appreciate it. If you want to, you know, if you can be bothered and you want to jump over to iTunes and give me a rating, preferably a five-star rating, every little bit like that really helps. It helps the podcast sort of go up on the ladder as far as who, you know, being being seen by others. Uh, that's the way I understand it anyway. <laughs> um, if you'd like to uh, email me, you can imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. You can follow or go and have a look at my blog on WordPress, which is imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com. And you can find me on Instagram as well, which is just imperialrebelorc. But that's it for 51. Um, it's been a little bit more somber, I suppose, um, for good reason. Um, but I promise that next week, episode 52, we'll be back to my normal crazy shenanigans. And I reckon we might even have an interview with Scabrot, my favorite, favorite orc. See you guys.
You've been listening to The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast.